Welcome to the Single and Strong Podcast. Ladies, if you've been busy creating a life and suddenly found yourself single, or you've been single for a while and you often let yourself feel overwhelmed from living life on your own, you're definitely in the right place. As a single woman, you're dealing with a lot. You have bills to pay, a job that demands a lot of your time, kids to care for, and perhaps you're dealing with a toxic ex you try to co-parent with. But somehow, you're also supposed to look put together, find time for self-care, and let's not forget, add dating into the mix. No wonder you're feeling overwhelmed. My name is Lori Linford, and my mission is to help you lean in and hit your stride as a single woman in a strong and intentional way. I want to teach you how to once and for all stop looking over your shoulder at your past and instead look ahead at the beautiful abundant life you have even if it's a life you didn't plan for. Each week I'll share stories, tools, tips and more so you can learn how to enjoy and fully embrace your single status, create that new blueprint for your life ahead and have more gratitude for this phase of your life. Thanks for joining me. Now let's do this. Hello, everybody. It's so great to have you here. Thank you for joining me. We are at the Single and Strong podcast. My name is Lori Linford. Yes, you are in the right place. You absolutely need to be here. It's so great to have you here. As we get started today, I want to send a big shout out to all of you who have been sending me messages, whether it be on Facebook, Instagram, or personal messages. I'm so thankful to receive those. And I've received a lot of questions, so I'll probably be putting together a Q&A episode here coming up soon. It'll be fun to get those questions answered. And also, thank you to those ladies that are joining us at our Facebook group, which is Single and Strong. If you haven't had a chance to join it yet, I urge you to do so. Please head to my website, laurielinford.com slash Facebook group. You'll find all the information there and the link to join that. Okay, so today, I took a couple weeks off. And I had a lot of things brewing in my mind and what I wanted to talk about as I was setting up my content calendar. And I have a lot of good stuff that I want to share with you guys. Today is a really important episode to me. You are obviously all here listening because you want to be better. You want to be stronger as a single woman. And, you know, the universe has given all of us opportunities to love and learn, right? And what I mean by that is usually we learn through failures or broken hearts or challenges, that's really when our biggest amount of learning comes. Whether that be your ex had an affair or maybe he experienced addiction or perhaps he left you and you still have a lot of unanswered questions because you never got your closure. Whatever that is, you're single and you're here. So if those splits occur for a certain reason, I'm going to do air quotes here, those are fairly obvious reasons that your relationship ended. If your ex cheated, that's obvious if you ended it because of that. It it can be really easy to look back when you have a reason like that and you know a lot of that is because of your ex's choices and you don't look back and look at your own actions because something was very obvious. Okay, so I'll give you an example. In my first marriage, my ex-husband decided to start seeing a neighbor whom we knew and lots of people knew. And it was very obvious to everyone why our marriage split up. And I could have just taken that 
example and packaged it up and that could have been the reason and I could have gone about my merry way and thought, well, I didn't do anything wrong. Nothing was wrong at all. But instead, I immediately got my kids into counseling and me into counseling to understand the what's and the why's. And I have pretty consistently kept up with counseling even through my second marriage and after my second marriage ended to really pick the reasons out why I chose the people I did, why I acted the way I did, why I shut down the way I would, or why I would be scared sometimes. So taking a look back at your relationships and why they ended and where you're headed and why you made choices or acted a certain way is a huge part of your healing as you move forward. I mean, I can honestly say that I did carry a lot of stuff from my first marriage into my second marriage. Now, I did warn my second husband plenty that I was still still a pretty big mess after the first marriage ended. We got together. It was probably two years after the end of that marriage and married a year later. But I know there was still stuff I was carrying. And I actually did send my second husband a text once and just said, you know, I apologize for some of the anxiety that I brought into our relationship. I can see what I did now and why I acted that way. And I never even heard the word anxiety until he and I were in marriage counseling. Like my counselor, our counselor said to us, Lori, that's anxiety. And I was like, huh, I have anxiety? No, but that's neither here nor there. We'll do another episode about anxiety. But to get back on course here, maybe your ex had an affair or addiction or, you know, you're still left with those unanswered questions. Maybe he chose to try drugs. He picked up another woman over you. He told all the lies and he ruined everything. None of that's your fault, right? Well, again, as much as I can empathize with you, and really I do because I've had my share of shit thrown at me through other people's decisions, he affected the marriage and his choices, but there are things that led up to it. So in order for you to grow, you've got to examine that. You are the common denominator in all of your failed relationships. I'm going to say that one more time. You are the only common denominator in all of your failed relationships. So something you're bringing is contributing to you not being successful in a relationship. And I'm not saying that you're doing something, air quotes again, wrong, but you're choosing to do or be or behave a certain way that's affecting someone, whether that's you can't communicate well or you're not as helpful as you should be, whatever. So we're I'm going to bring to the table today five things to ask yourself. And as you're looking at this, I want you to grab a notebook, grab a piece of paper, write these things down. If you have time right now, if not, go back and listen to this. Write these five things down and I want you to really examine what the question is and what you could have done better in your relationship. After having my second marriage end, I had to dive deeper in some of these questions I wrote down as an exercise. I think I shared a story once a few days after my marriage ended, I wrote down all the things I was thankful for that my second husband brought to me and my children because I wanted to move through the hurt and the pain. And I can tell you, I hurt a long time after that marriage. So doing that didn't make it come up, you know, any quicker, make the pain go away any quicker. 
but it did help me towards my healing and being open and still caring for my ex-husband in a way that we could co-parent our baby together. All right, here are the five things I want to share with you to ask yourself about what you did or what you have, could have done better to contribute to that. Number one, what were the dynamics of your relationship? I'm sure you probably never really sat down and thought about this. I mean, every relationship has its own dynamics. I hang out with a lot of single women in my world and single men too. I was at an event this weekend with both single men and women, and we were discussing a lot of things. And some of the men were saying, you know, we didn't really have a sex life. You know, she um, would get angry if I wouldn't help with the kids, et cetera, et cetera. So ask yourself, what were the dynamics? Was it an equal partnership? Was one of you more committed to the relationship and gave more effort than the other one? A lot of people I hear say that, you know, I was always trying, I was initiating sex, or I was doing the dates and she would never do anything, or she would sit at home in her sweats and wouldn't get herself together and dressed and be ready for the day. And it just made me feel like she didn't care to see me when I came back. There's lots of other examples I can share, but that's a really good one is, are you giving effort every day? Did you give effort every day? What was the communication style of the relationship? Was one of you a yeller? Was the other one a lever? So when you had discrepancies or arguments, one of you would raise your voice, the other one would leave because it was uncomfortable. Really examine what those are because once you examine the dynamics of that relationship, you'll start to see where things do and don't work. So for instance, my first husband, he would shut down and not talk when he was mad and he would give me the silent treatment for one, two, three days. And it took me probably two years to realize, oh, he's not mad at me. He's just in a bad mood and having a bad day. And then my second husband, I overly communicated and he would get frustrated and raise his voice. And that reminded me a lot of my childhood and my father. So I would kind of shut down and not talk because I didn't like it. So if you can look through the dynamics, you know, the partnership, were you both committed? What was your communication style? What was your sex life like? Were you on the same page there? What was the dynamic? How did you see the push and pull? All right. Number two, what was lacking in your relationship that you think could have been more? Did he not communicate well? Or was the intimacy lacking? Or perhaps he would initiate sex or you would have sex, but he wouldn't show you intimacy outside of the bedroom. Was it trust or was it respect that was lacking? For me, that's really what it was in my, in my first marriage. Early on, I think I, think I told this story on my last episode. Uh, early on, my ex-husband, my first husband, went to a strip club with a friend and had mentioned it. And the trust and respect disappeared in that moment. He had said to me at the end of our marriage, you know, our marriage changed when we had kids. And I was six months pregnant when I found out he went to the strip club. And I said, no, our marriage changed that day you went to the strip club. So trust and respect was definitely lacking in my relationship there. Was it working together in the home or with the kids? Was one of you doing everything and the other one not? Was he doing all the cooking and you were kind of sitting around and letting him do all the shopping and then he had had enough and left? Was it common interests and time together? Was that lacking? One of you would go golfing. One of you would go out with the boys. The other one would just stay home and watch TV. 
was one of you more outgoing and wanted to go to parties and big events? And the other one was like, no, don't, I don't want to go with you. Stuff like that tends to split the road, right? If you're not bringing time together. So really look at that. What was lacking in your relationship? And once you see that, that's also going to help you as you start to make decisions moving forward and dating of what's important to you. Okay, number three, why were you together even in the first place? Why did you fall in love? Some of the women I've coached, when I get to this part of these questions, they really notice some issues in this part. There was one lady where she's like, the sex was amazing. We had such a good relationship. And then they got together, but they didn't have a foundation in place. They didn't have common goals or shared values. And she thought that was the be all end all. Like, you know, the sex was really good. So we should be able to work everything out. And she realized in doing this exercise, we fell in love with each other because we had a great connection, but we were missing the key foundation. All right. Was it because maybe you were looking for a father figure or you wanted someone to make you feel safe and cared for because you didn't have that as a child? Is that why you fell in love? Is that why you picked him? Because that too, that's not a big reason to stay together. That's not a big reason to go into a big relationship. That's some issues that you have that you need to determine why you're looking for that and why you can't find that on your own. Examine why were you together? Why did you fall in love? And then think hard about it. Are you going to make that mistake again? Are you going to be with someone and have amazing sex and ignore that the other factors aren't there? Are you going to want to feel safe and secure, but not give that to yourself so you're looking outside of yourself to another man? to fulfill that because that's not going to work, right? Okay. Number four, this one's a big one. Did I bring my best self to this relationship? I can honestly say in my first marriage, I did at first until the trust was broken a few times and the respect was no longer there. And then I really just faded into gray and went through the motions. There was no more connection, no passion. And I didn't make our relationship a priority. I was able to look back at that and go, you know, I didn't bring my best self in the end. I didn't, I mean, even halfway through, I was being a great parent and, you know, I was providing and working and taking care of the home and I was doing all that. But when we're talking relationship, no, I did not bring my best self. I would express my needs when we were first together and get shut down. I stopped expressing my needs. I stopped talking about things that I needed to, to either receive help with or to grow or to feel secure. I just shut that down. That's not my best self. My second marriage, yes, I can truly say yes, I brought my best self. Without a doubt, I was all in. I was loved for that. He loved me. He cared for me. He loved everything about whom I was. And that helped me grow. And that helped me feel secure in who I was because I didn't have to change like my first marriage. But our relationship crumbled because of some of the details I listed earlier. Some of our values didn't line up. Some of the way we saw things didn't line up. And really that just inevitably made that relationship end. Asking yourself if you brought your best self to that relationship is going to open a lot for you. So jot those down. Really examine who you are and who you want to be and ask yourself, was I that person in that relationship? All right. And number five, what was 
your role in the end of the relationship or marriage? What did you do to contribute to it? I realized through doing my work, my therapy, deep soul searching, that honestly, I just was looking for love and to be accepted because I didn't feel that way in my childhood. I had very busy parents. They were gone all the time. My siblings were a little louder than I was. I was the quiet kid who just did her work and went to the gym every night for gymnastics. And I didn't feel genuinely loved and appreciated. So when two men showed up in my life and poured love onto me nonstop in the beginning, one being a narcissist that was completely love bombing, and the other one because he's a very loving man, I felt like this is love. They love me. This is amazing. But I overlooked a lot of flags in each marriage. I looked over a lot of flags in the beginning of the relationships, even up until the, the wedding day. I ignored those flags because I kept thinking, yes, but what they've shown me is they love me. And so I ignored those flags. None of that is sustainable. None of that was sustainable for me because that isn't what love is. What love is to me, and it may be different to you, what love is to me is valuing money the same way, paying our bills on time, having an intimate relationship where we're connecting often, taking care of our children and building memories with each of them on each side, bringing our family together, working hard, working towards our goals. Those are all core values. That's what's important to me. Those were each missing in some parts in both of my marriages because I was looking to be loved and accepted. Did it take me a while to realize that? Yes. Did it take me some deep soul searching and some counseling hours to realize that? Yes. I was trying to repair a lot from my childhood. That's why I ignored the red flags in these men. And we weren't a fit. So looking at these five questions, you can see where your shit lies and what is your baggage. The last thing you want to do is take all of the baggage from your failed relationships into another one because it will fail. You will bring the same disease, the same dirt, the same crud into another relationship if you don't really look at what it is and why you picked these people you picked. What were you looking for? What were you trying to fix? What did you miss inside of your soul that you're looking for another person to fulfill? Because I'm telling you right now, I am the source of love and security in my life. Me. I don't need some man to pick me and tell me I'm amazing and wonderful. I'm telling you right now that through this work I've learned, I'm the source of love and security. Not the men in my life, not the men who show up and tell me they love me and think I'm amazing. It is me. I don't need to search for that outside of myself like I did in my early 20s and my early 40s. I've now learned I can give that to myself. And if I do choose someone else to be in a relationship with, it will be because of X, Y, and Z. Not to feel loved. So I hope these five questions that I want you to ask yourself will help. And I do want you to do the exercise as always. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Lori Linford 
or on Facebook. I'm also under Lori Linford. And please join us in the Single and Strong group. We are growing and I'm so excited to see the ladies in there. Thank you so much for joining me today. And until then, stay strong, Mama. We'll see you next time. Okay, Mama. So are you ready to live your life in a big way? Because I'm absolutely ready to help you. Start by subscribing or following the Single and Strong podcast by clicking on the plus sign in Apple or the subscribe button in Spotify to be sure you're notified about all of my new episodes as they release. I've got lots of great content coming up and you don't want to miss it. Also, if you love this episode, please share it with friends that you think should hear it. And of course, leave me a review. These reviews help the podcast be shown to more people when they're searching for single support. So please share the love. I'd be super grateful. And finally, go follow me on social media at Lori Linford and join our Facebook group, Single and Strong. You can find a link by going to my website, lorilinford.com slash Facebook group. Until then, stay strong, mama.